What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I am your host, your driver. Welcome to the passenger seat. So happy you're here. I hope you had a great week. But if you didn't, you're in the right place. Uh, Let's chat about it. This week is a lot of fun because it's a voicemail only. I'm so sorry. I'm back in my closet and this coat just keeps hitting me in the head. One second. Okay, better. All right. Um, I'm really excited because this is a voicemail only episode. Just you and me hanging out answering some voicemails. Um, And it's really fun. I got a lot of really fun, interesting ones. Got a lot of drunk ones. Those are my favorite personally. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really excited. But I guess what what's our what's our weekend update before we get into all that? Nothing. I (laughs) I really have nothing like I just had a nice little weekend. It's very rare that I just have like a lovely no notes no stories. It was just like a nice weekend. It's just such a lovely thing to be around people who I'm like comfortable with and who like love me and make me feel loved and wanted and supported. It's just, you know what? It was a lovely little weekend with lovely people. The only thing is I went to see this show. No, I don't know why I went to see this show. Basically, the plan for Friday night was that we were going to order Chinese takeout and eat it on the floor in Gina's new apartment because she just moved into a new place and there's no furniture. And it was like cute and fun, you know, like sitting on the floor eating Chinese food. Um, and then somehow the chain, the plan got changed and we went to go see this show at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Um, and it was a podcast live show, like a live recording of a podcast. Fuck, what was the podcast called? Oh, oh, it was called OK Stupid is the name of the podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to it, but if you don't, you definitely should. They were really, really funny. Like the hosts were really, really good. It's a show where they do like live blind dates, like live on the podcast. And then this show is like a live blind date between two people. And it is like as like weird and awkward and exciting and uncomfortable as like you would imagine it to be. And I I really had a great time. And yeah, the hosts were really, really funny. So yeah, shout out to the OK Stupid Pod. Give them a listen if you if you want. It was yeah, it was a lovely little weekend. I was like one of those weekends where I'm like, I got my period today. So I hated every single article of clothing that I own. Like (laughs) It took me about six tries to get dressed every both nights. I was like, I, you know, the thing about me is that I hate everything I own because I actually am just gross and ugly and everything looks terrible on me. And then, of course, I just like wore an outfit I wore a hundred times and, of course, got complimented on it. I'm like, well, (laughs) maybe I'm crazy. That's not even a maybe at this point. For sure, I'm crazy. I have no idea what my body looks like. The body dysmorphia at this point in my life, it's so fun. It's like not funny. It's definitely, it sucks. Like it sucks. But I have no idea what I look like. I have no fucking clue what my body looks like. And you know what? That is valid. (laughs) So anyways. um, Oh, there was only one other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into these voicemails. Um, Okay. Mm. I'm not sure how to say this, but I think I might be a witch. I'm going to let you uh, soak that in for a second. I genuinely think that I might be a witch. Like, I like, I think I think that I am. Um, let me explain why. So, I, I don't know how many of you are into, like, astrology and, like, the whole, like, manifesting and this, that, and the other thing. Like, I feel like it's such a big cultural conversation right now. 
But I've never really been the person who's like, I'm going to like I'll jokingly be like, I'm going to manifest this. But like I've never actually like focused and been like, let me fucking sit down and manifest this. Like, let me do like these like the things that you're supposed to do. Like, I don't know. You're you write it down or whatever. I don't know. Fucking I don't know. But I was scrolling TikTok very late at night, which like. I think it, it just if you're on TikTok after midnight, it's like put your phone down, go to bed. You're not going to see anything good on there. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just it's you're going to get down some weird rabbit holes and this is not going to be good for anyone. Anyways, um, I did get down a weird rabbit hole of like I saw this TikTok about a thing called the whisper method, which does sound like a sex thing. It's not. I mean, I guess it could be if you wanted it to be, but it's it's not. It's like a manifesting technique. And this might be a garbled instruction like a explanation of what it actually is like this could be wrong but this is what the tiktok told me that basically what you do is like you visualize this person and then you visualize yourself whispering into their ear what you want them to do um and then you're supposed to like visualize them doing it or something right and and, okay i'll give you this like it does sound fucking insane like it sounds batshit and like it probably is like i think there's like there is a part of me because especially because the tiktok was like here's how to get someone to text you even if you're blocked and i'm like oh let's (laughs) okay maybe i don't want to be like involving myself (laughs) with this group of people in particular (laughs) Like maybe if someone blocks us, uh, that's that's a sign that they should that we should not be expecting a message from them. You know, like maybe maybe we cut our losses there. But I don't know. It was like twelve forty five in the morning. I couldn't sleep, and I was like, okay, let's see, fucking, let's see what we got here. And so, of course, naturally, I tried it, and I just like I visualized this person, and I went. <laughs> Okay, I feel so fucking stupid explaining this. But I, I like visualize myself whispering and like being like, text me back. <laughs> it sounds so fucking insane. Okay, okay, but I did. I did this. I did it a couple times. I visualized them texting me back, whatever. Now, for context, this person, I had texted them on Monday and then they hadn't texted me back for like four days. And I was like, okay, fuck you, I guess. What the fuck? Fuck me, I guess. So I was just like, well, yeah, we'll see if this fucking works. Because I'm pretty sure this person's never going to talk to me again. So I was like, text me back. <laughs> well, I don't want to brag or anything. Um, I woke up in the morning. Guess who had texted me? Guess who had fucking texted me like seven times? Like, I'm not saying I'm magic. I'm not saying I'm a witch. I'm not saying that this works, except that I am sort of maybe saying that I am magic, a witch, and that this works. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to, like, tell you to do this because I don't fucking know. And also, like, I don't know. Like, I believe in stuff, uh, but I don't know that we should be, like, messing with the universe too much, you know? Like, my friend, I was telling my friend about this, and she's like, can I do it to, like, does it have to be, like, nice things? Or can I, like, you know, wish for petty things for someone to do or whatever? And I'm like, look, look, listen, I'm no fucking, I'm not the expert here, but I feel like you just don't want to go messing around with stuff like this if you've got bad intentions, right? Like, <laughs> because karma, like, I do believe in karma, and I think shit comes back to you. So, like, you know, keep it to harmless stuff, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, if you're crazy like I am, and you're curious and you, you know, you want to see if, if maybe this can work for you. If there's something you really want, you want your boss to give you a raise or something. You want someone to text you back or ask you on a date. Listen, I, people have free will. People will do what they want to do. But 
But is it worth a shot and kind of fun to try? Absolutely. And could it have been a coincidence that he happened to text me back that day? 100%. It could easily be a coincidence. But do I also sort of believe that I made it happen? Yes. Yes, I do. And it's kind of embarrassing even admitting this to you guys. But I wanted to bring it up because, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. It's worth a fucking shot. I don't know. I'm not arrogant enough to assume I understand everything about the universe just based on what I've experienced. So I'm sure there's plenty of shit out there that no one, like people don't understand because whatever. I don't know. I believe in ghosts. This is, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm, (laughs) let's get into this fucking episode. What are we talking about today? Okay, we've got some good voicemails here. We got one asking, are bad first kisses an outright deal breaker? We've got one about starting a podcast, getting into social media careers. We've got one about chronic loneliness. And then we have one about that post-grad summer feeling. And then we'll do our outro. Then we'll do our song. And, and that'll be the episode today. So if that sounds fun and cute and fun and spicy to you, you know, I'm just going to manifest that you keep on listening. <laughs> Okay. My parents just got a new puppy. I feel weird even calling her a puppy. She's gigantic. She's like a um, black lab German Shepherd mix. I think she's probably six months old. Um, They adopted her from a farm. That makes it sound like it's a puppy mill. My my mom's friend's dog, uh, who they thought was spayed, in fact was not and got knocked up. And there were these puppies. And so my parents took one. And She's gigantic. I mean, she is probably my size, but I make my parents send her or I I make my mom send a picture of her every single day because I've never I haven't met her yet. And, you know, they change so much in that first uh, first little year. Right. (laughs) They're little babies. But I get get to meet her soon. I'm really excited. But, yeah, my mom just sent the picture of her just like laying on her back waiting to be pet. I'm like, if you do not, if you don't pet that dog right now, I swear to God. Okay. Let's get into this voicemail. Hey, Ellie. This is my first time I've called in, um, but I've listened to you for years, and I'm so stoked. So I really, really need us to talk about if less than stellar or even outright bad first kisses are a deal breaker. I have been on about three dates with a guy recently, and the last date ended with a kiss. And... This guy ticks off a lot of my boxes mentally, emotionally. I find him physically attractive. He's a little bit awkward, but in, you know, an endearing way. And I was really excited to kiss him. But when we did, it was not a spark at all. (laughs) He's just, he doesn't really know how to kiss. And I guess I'm wondering if I wasn't outright disgusted by the first kiss but i didn't really love it either but everything else is good should i keep seeing this guy and kind of hope it gets better or have i caught the ick and i just need to go before it's too late okay thanks bye love you (laughs) okay a couple things just to start out if if i went on a date and somebody called in a podcast and was like, 
she didn't know how to kiss. I, I wasn't outright disgusted. <laughs> oh my God, I would cry so hard. I'm not saying that you're mean for doing this at all. Like, I think we've all been there, but I'm just saying that, like, that is the funniest way to describe somebody. Like, I wasn't outright disgusted. Like, <laughs> girl, um, that's so funny. Um, I feel like this is our classic little episode of like sane, insane, toxic, untoxic advice moment. Because my untoxic, sane advice is like, listen, sometimes a spark can grow. And sometimes, you know, especially if they're really great, like you can always kind of show them how you want to be kissed, et cetera, et cetera. Like that is for sure like the sane, non-toxic answer. Like that's probably like the nice, good, perhaps thing to do. Um, now, the the insane slash toxic answer is um, that you you should run because <laughs> it just really sounds like, okay, this is what my mom always says. There are, because I sometimes I'm like, oh, like, why didn't I like this guy? You know, he's so nice and he's, you know, he's funny and he's cute and whatever. And she's like, Ellie, <laughs> She's like, Ellie, there are so many guys out there who are nice and cute and funny, etc. Like, that is not all there is to a person. And especially, and she doesn't say this part, but there's th- that's not all there is to relationships, right? A relationship is more than just that they check boxes. Because if it was just that they check boxes, dating would be so fucking easy, right? Like, you would just fill out a little questionnaire and if somebody you know they matched up with your matchup like they're they're perfect and you're perfect and you have this perfect relationship and it lasts forever and that's not what happens is it um because there is this intangible thing that is part of relationships now if you're asexual aromantic and you're you're in these relationships and maybe sexual spark is not something that you really care about that's one thing but if you're someone who likes having sex and it sounds like you are that physical chemistry that spark like that thing, that kind of intangible, undefinable thing, that's very important. And I think the fact that that wasn't there on the kiss is very, very telling. Because I'm going to be honest, like, it's, in my experience, at least, it's very, very fucking easy to have physical chemistry with people. Um, Like, I've had physical chemistry with people that I actually would never want to speak to for any reason at all whatsoever. Like, (laughs) physical chemistry, I feel like is kind of like the lowest little echelon of attraction, right? Because attraction is so much more than just like seeing someone being attracted to them. Like that spark, like, yeah, I feel like you've had that probably with so many other people. And the fact that you're not having it with this person who seemingly is all these other things. Now, again, here's a sane and sane split because it could be that you are being a little avoidant here. You know, you're seeing this guy who's amazing and your brain is kind of going, ah, scary. I don't, I'm not ready for, you know, to be in a relationship with a, this great guy or whatever. Like, and so there's a lack of a spark there because you're like just kind of being avoidant. Like your brain is saying, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Um, that's entirely possible. Like that's a fully possible thing that could be happening here because I, I was thinking about how the ick in a lot of ways I mean, it's valid and it's real, but in a lot of ways, it's a way to be avoidant. It's a way to like reject people without having to give a real read, like not really having to like look inward and go, am I just running away from something because I actually do like the way that it feels, but I'm scared and not really ready for the way that it feels, you know? Um, So that's an entirely possible thing on the sane side. But on the insane side, it's like the ick is also fucking real. 
I'm like, it's hard to recover from that. If you're looking at someone and, and they're just like not doing it for you for whatever reason, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with him or something wrong with you. It just means that like you guys are not compatible. And I also think, again, the kiss is like the first thing, right? <laughs> like the, the kiss, girl, like I'm, I, I'm saying this nicely because I, I'm sure he's a nice young man, a nice fella. But um, if he doesn't know how to kiss, if you're telling me, this man, and I'm guessing you're in your 20s, right? At least if you're going on like actual dates and stuff. But if he doesn't know how to kiss, there is a 0.0% chance he knows how to do anything else. And if you do not plan to spend your life being a fucking teacher and being like, actually, you are, you are not, that's not even my labia. Like, I don't even know where you are right now. Um, if you don't plan on doing that, like this just might not be for you. Like there are so many fish in the fucking sea. I know that that's like a cliche, but I think you, I mean, there's two options here. Again, it's the same and slain split where like, I'm not 100% sure. I can't 100% be in your position, but it's like, it's possible that this is like a great guy and like, you should just keep seeing where it goes and maybe the spark will get there and maybe the physical aspect will come. But there's the other part of me that's saying like, there are literally so many fucking people out there that like maybe you're getting hung up on the fact that he supposedly, you know, checks these boxes. And instead of looking at like, I don't know, like you're almost afraid that you're not going to find someone that has all these qualities again. But that's not true, especially in men. My God, they're all basically the same. <laughs> like, and look, some models are more updated than the others. But I, I'm saying like... Every quality that this guy has, there's another guy out there, probably several other guys out there who have the exact same qualities and you actually enjoy kissing them. So, look, I can't really advise you either way, right? Like, I can't really say, yes, keep seeing him or no, don't keep seeing him. What I'll tell you is I would probably stop seeing him, but I can be a little bit avoidant, right? I can be a little bit like, oh. I'm going to cut, cut and run because there's this one reason that I don't have to continue this. So I'm going to run. But also, ugh, God, when somebody can't kiss, when somebody can't kiss, it's like, what have you been doing? Has nobody ever been like, mm, perhaps not? Or has somebody said like, hey, what are you doing? And you just that, that man said, I'm actually not going to listen, which means he's incapable of change. And that's a good thing to know, too. I mean, I don't understand how that even happens. Right? Kissing is the first thing you ever are going to, I mean, probably, is probably the first thing you ever do, right? And that's that's a thing to just master because it's easy. When people are bad kissers, it's like, what have you been doing? How did it get to this point? How have you gone this long, especially when they're bad kissers in their 20s? It's like, really? No one was ever like, this is not working for me. And then again, maybe they had a, a relationship where because sometimes, you know, you're like having sex with somebody or you're kissing somebody or whatever, and they do something kind of weird and you're like, but they had just gotten out of a relationship and you're like, oh, OK, mm, OK, yeah, I'm guessing that their last partner really liked that. But that was a specific weird thing. And I do not like that. And the average person is probably not going to like that. So who knows? Maybe he was in a relationship for a really long time and his ex was also a really bad kisser and they, they were just like bad kissers together and he never learned how to be a good kisser. But I would probably cut and run that truly I would probably cut and run because if you're calling into a podcast 
depressed and being like, what do I do? I wasn't outright disgusted, but <laughs> but it wasn't great. Like, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you're probably looking for somebody to tell you run away. And I am more than happy to be that person for you. So, <laughs> um, all right. I'm trying to think if I've ever had like a bad first kiss that became better over time. I don't think I No. Because truly, if he's bad at kissing, he's not going to be good at anything else. Ugh, the worst. Sometimes you have to, oh, God. Like, there were times in college, right, where I would, like, <laughs> make out with somebody, and I, like, really wanted to make out with someone, right? Because in college, I felt like a weekend was wasted if I didn't make out with a guy, because that's who I was as a person. Uh, but I, so I went out, and I would, like, meet a guy and, like, make out with him, whatever, and it was he'd, he'd be, like, kind of a bad kisser. I would just hope that maybe I could, like, eventually as we were kissing like train him to kiss me the way that I wanted to be kissed but they're not there you can't I don't know it never worked so perhaps not I don't know I went on a date not super long ago I feel like really mean actually talking about this (laughs) because he was he was a nice guy and he checked many if not most of the boxes right we went on one date and we went out I could tell immediately that I was like icked you know, like we went on this date. I literally sat down with him and immediately I looked at him and I went, no. And there was nothing wrong with him. He was very attractive. He was nice. He was funny. But I just the whole time was like, I'm faking this. I'm not interested in this person at all. But I kept trying. And I was like, maybe if we make out, I'll be interested in him. Maybe if this and that. And literally, no, the kissing was bad. The vague fumbling, like it, it was all bad. So. I feel bad for that guy, but yeah, rip. Not to like roast that guy. <laughs> Super nice guy, but uh, yeah, I never saw him again because I was like, oh my God, that ick was like, that ick just lasted too long for me, you know? Because it's one thing to like visual, <laughs> like visualize this guy, visual, okay, think about kissing him and then visualize him like trying to put his hand down your pants and like what he would probably do just like I just want you to visualize that and if you go oh god yeah don't go out with him again (laughs) that's all I'm saying okay because you know what you deserve to have good physical chemistry I don't know why like we tell women all the time like that as though physical chemistry does not matter as much as the other things it fucking matters you deserve to be having great sex you deserve to be enjoying yourself physically as much as you are emotionally so yeah that's all I have to say about that let's get into our next voicemail Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, So I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel 
like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D. Support for today's episode comes from Honeylove. Honeylove has revolutionized the bra game. Say goodbye to underwire without sacrificing lift. Honestly, it's time to spring clean your bra drawer. How long has everything been in there? For a limited time, only you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link. Honeylove.com slash LND. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash LND. Listen, if I am going to wear a bra, it's going to have to be comfortable. And that's why I go for Honeylove. I grew up wearing the most painful bras. And even though I chose some especially bad ones as a teenage girl because I wanted to look a little bit more developed, there weren't any other options at the time that were a lot more comfortable. So that's why I'm really glad the bra game has finally changed. Treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash LND. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. Honeylove.com slash LND. After you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeys, you deserve this. Okay, next voicemail. <laughs> Hi, Ellie. My name is Sarah. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I also listen to Taylor Talk, and I've been a huge fan of Schnitt Talk for four plus years. I have always loved your content, and I just want to say that first. But I've been interested in starting a podcast maybe in the next year or so. I'm going into my senior year of college, and I'm about to go abroad to Spain, so I have a lot of exciting things coming up in my life and I don't know if I'll start it before or after I go to Spain but I would definitely love to get some advice and tips on how you kind of started doing a podcast and got into content creation as a career so thank you love you this is such an interesting question for me because content creation and podcasting in general is something that I kind of fell into. Like it's not something that I like ever planned out or planned to do. It just kind of happened. And uh, so I don't know. I, I I wish I could give you like some kind of like <laughs> a how-to guide on how I got started in everything I did. But really it was a combination of uh, right place, right time, luck, like just 
happened to be good at it. You know, like it's it's it was all kind of random for me. But in terms of starting a podcast, I think there's absolutely no reason to wait. I think if you want to do it, you should start it. You should just do it now because I'm going to tell you one thing about podcasting. And this might just be because, again, like I, I happen to be good at it. I don't know. But in my experience, it's pretty like easy. It's pretty easy. It's and, and to start one, like to just to truly start off from scratch, you don't need much to sound pretty good. And um, yeah, I, I would really recommend to just go for it. If it's something you're interested in doing, there's no time like the present because podcasting genuinely is a very accessible art. There's a couple things, right? You're going to want a microphone to start out with. So a really good microphone to just start with is the Yeti Blue. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's less than $100 and it's a good investment. And I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good mic to start with. It's what I use on my first podcast and then you know as as time goes on you can definitely upgrade if you want to or you can stick with that one it's a great mic plenty of content creators use it um, another thing you're gonna want this is a bit of an investment but you now again you don't have to use this there are programs that you can record directly into your computer but what I use is like a little zoom recorder it's a zoom handheld h6 if you want to look that up um, that's what I use you just get an SD card you plug it in you plug your microphone in and you have this little portable handy dandy little zoom can recorder. It's super easy to use, um, very intuitive. The other thing is for editing software, you don't need to feel like don't feel like you need to drop a buck, right? Like because it's really you don't you can get um, audacity for free. That's truly I truly use audacity. It is a free program. You just download it. It's got its kinks for sure. I mean, because again, it's free. Like <laughs> it's got some, it's got some kinks. But honestly, once you figure it out, it's very, very intuitive, super simple, and super beginner friendly. And yeah, just make sure you're kind of recording in a small space, which is why I record in my closet so it um, there's less echo. And if you don't have a Zoom like subscription, maybe get like a Zoom subscription so you can do podcasts with people who don't you know live near you. A couple other things maybe. You do have to, the, the only thing is like you have to pay for hosting. So that can be a little bit of an expense. I use Megaphone as a host. And then Megaphone is really great, actually, because they have a program called Headliner connected to it that helps you make graphics and stuff that connect to your podcast. Um, they can use your uh, your cover art and it you, they put captions in for you, like super, super intuitive and easy to use, especially if you're like me and you're not really like a graphic designer at all super super easy um yeah so if i'm i'm telling you like no time like the present it's worth starting now because podcasting in general it's truly it's it's a fun thing it's a, a great thing to get into it's lucrative because there are a lot of companies that want to advertise on podcasts even pretty small podcasts i mean really like um i guess i don't super know like what the metrics are for like how many listeners you need to get sponsors but i i'm sure it's the threshold is probably pretty low. And yeah, if it's something you're interested in doing and you're passionate and you're excited about it, there there truly is no time like the present. And I feel like that with all of social media. What I think is super cool about uh, the way social media is right now is there is this kind of democratization of content. Where you look at like even 10 years ago, it was a lot harder to create content that would get you, A, that would get you noticed, and B, it was just harder to do it as a career because there was no like... Um, there was no structure for it. And, you know, you had to have a YouTube channel or you had to do other things, right? I feel like there just wasn't the structure for it, right? 
And now it's such a common thing. And in a lot of ways, that's that's difficult, too, because it's very saturated. The market is obviously very saturated with creators. So sometimes it can be a little harder to uh, make a dent in the noise. Right. It, it can be because there just truly are a billion podcasts, a billion content creators, a lot of people doing the same thing, which is also fine. There's plenty of room, especially in podcasting. There's plenty of room for everybody because nobody listens to just one podcast. Right. But. I think, again, the democratization is really cool because you don't actually need like I feel like with YouTube, what was always intimidating was it felt like when you when YouTube first kind of came around, people were taking videos on shitty little camcorders or on their iPhones or, you know, and and it didn't have to be this high tech thing and it didn't have to be beautiful quality and it didn't have to be anything. And it really there was like a democratization on that platform at that time. But then as time went on. And people just kept getting better and better and better. It felt like you needed to drop kind of a lot of money to be noticed on YouTube. And so what's cool about things like TikTok and even like Instagram Reels and Twitter in particular, because fucking you don't have to have any goddamn money to be good at Twitter and Twitter's not going to pay you anyway. So um, what's really cool about kind of this kind of content is... You know, you really don't. It's not super expensive to get into and anyone can do it from anywhere. It's a beautiful thing. And I think if you want to get into it, fucking do it. There's nothing stopping you. I mean, if you told me five years ago that I would be doing this as a career, I probably would have been like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So you really never know. You really never know it's going to catch on. And if you love it, go for it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really helps me. Um, I use just really Google Docs to organize everything and make sure I always know what I'm talking about. Um, some people script when they they do podcasts. I, I have never been a scripted person. I'm sure you can tell. And I talk out of my ass most of the time. But, you know, know what you kind of want to say. I like do like kind of an outline, but I don't script. If there's anything you don't know how to do or don't want to do, everything... Well, first of all, you can pay someone to do anything, but it is sort of like silly depending on what kind of editing you need for your podcast because audio editing is pretty easy. So I, I believe in you that you can figure it out. And if you have any questions, like there's a million YouTube tutorials. I mean, it's you got this. I would truly urge anybody who's interested to try. It's worth a fucking shot. I mean, you see people going viral on TikTok every single day, right? You see people getting a million followers and it's like, whoa, you know, like there really is this attention economy where people want things to look at and listen to and watch and care about. And and yes, it moves quickly. It's it's hard to like have longevity, but it's fucking easy to start. So, you know, start. There's plenty of room, you know, <laughs> sometimes people are like, oh, there's enough. There's enough podcasts. No more podcasts. We've had enough podcasts. That's like, what are you, what are you scared of? <laughs> what are you scared of? There's plenty of room here. Plenty of fucking room, you know? Like, everyone wants to listen to something interesting. Nobody wants to be alone with their goddamn thoughts. <laughs> oh, my God. I listen to podcasts so I literally don't have to be alone while I clean. Like, that is, like, my number one thing of re listening to podcasts is, like, I need something to listen to so it doesn't feel like I'm alone in my apartment cleaning, which is actually funny because we're going to kind of talk about that in the next DM. But, yeah, start. Do it. If you have any other questions specifically about like social media, I'm always happy to answer those. I don't know if that I'm the best person because, again, this is something that I very much fell into. But then there are also things that just doing this for five years, I've picked up here and there. Like, you know, the best times to post things and, you know, 
how to be attention grabbing and thumbnails and titles and, and these kind of things. Like th- there are things that you just p- pick up over time. And I'm happy to talk about those a little bit more in depth if you ever want to hear it. But yeah, that's kind of the basic overview of podcasting and things that you might need. Just, you know, make sure you know what you want to talk about. And and I believe in you. I think if, if anyone can do it, it's, it's you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's get into our next DM, which is about chronic loneliness. Do you guys feel like you would, like if somebody proposed to you right now, like someone that you don't even really know or someone you haven't, however you're dating right now, do you feel like you would marry them just like as a joke, like as a bit? Because I, I genuinely feel like if somebody proposed to me right now, I'd be like, sure. <laughs> Give me a ring. Sure. Because <laughs> I want to wear a wedding dress so fucking bad. <laughs> um, I was talking about this last night because uh, Taylor Swift queen of wearing wedding dresses all the time like I feel like Taylor Swift if somebody was just like you want to wear a wedding dress she'll be like yes you know what I mean and I feel like we have that in common because I was watching the I bet you think about me music video and I was like yeah she definitely did this just because she wanted to wear a wedding dress and like I relate to that because for any goddamn reason any fucking reason somebody was like you want to wear this wedding dress I'd be like yes if they were like hey um we need you to murder someone but you get to wear a wedding dress I would probably think about it for sure I'd be like well to worth it. Can I see the dress first? I'm kidding for legal reasons, obviously. <laughs> Anyways, um, what were we fucking talking about? I don't know. Oh yes, this DM or uh, this voicemail. All right, let's pull it up. Hi, Ali. Um, I forgot if I'm supposed to like introduce myself in these voicemails or not. But hi, I'm Sarah, and I'd honestly like to like hear your take or your advice for like chronic loneliness. I just moved into my first apartment all by myself and I'm not allowed to have pets and I work exclusively from home and I have like five friends and I love them but they have very busy schedules and I don't get to see them very often. And I'm like really bad at making new friends. I haven't made a new friend in over six years. Um, I've also been single for my entire adult life and I'm just like starting to realize that like I'm super alone. I would love to meet new people and meet someone romantically but I hate going out alone and I just kind of feel like I am doomed to be alone. Um, so yeah, your thoughts? Um, yeah. Even if you don't use this voicemail, uh, I just want to let you know that I love you and I love this podcast and it's so soothing and fun for me. So yeah, bye. Okay, I swear to God, this is not all from the same person, even though both of their names were Sarah. <laughs> I, I know I see all the different numbers. I'm like, I swear to God, they're different Sarahs. But yes, they're both named Sarah. Was the first girl's name Sarah too? Hold on. No. Okay. <laughs> not This is not the Sarah episode. Um, but apparently I have a disproportionate amount of Sarahs who listen to the podcast. Okay, so that was the first thing. We just <laughs> had to get out of the way there. Second thing I want to say is you are not fucking doomed, okay? Don't ever say that. You're not doomed to be alone. How dare you? <laughs> Look, I have been in this position, right? I live alone. I, I work a job that is basically just me unless Claudia is here. Like, otherwise, I work alone, you know? My friends all have real jobs, so they, <laughs> you know, they're busy. They can't play with me all day, like... 
you know, I don't get to see them as often as I'd like to. And especially some of them don't even live here. Many of them don't live here. I'm single. It can be lonely. Yeah, it can be lonely. There is very much an aspect of it that, I mean, I like being alone. I'm an introvert, so I enjoy um, spending time alone. But there is something lonely about it. And especially in this last kind of year or so, I've looked I've looked at my life and gone oh my god like I'm spending so much time alone and what I had to do was and I know that this fucking sucks but I had to really become a little bit more aggressive about seeing people and about really making connections and making friends and it was hard it is so fucking hard but I'll tell you this I started doing it about a year ago and a year a little under a year ago and a year later I could not be happier with the friends that I've made and like the life that I've created for myself outside of that loneliness, you know, because the the fact about adult life is it's a little it can be a little lonely. Yeah, it can be a little bit lonely because you're not constantly surrounded by people the way that you are growing up. And there's there's an adjustment to that, especially if you're like on the younger side of adulthood, if you're like in your early 20s, like there is an adjustment when you realize like, oh, adulthood can be very lonely. But I will tell you this, I'll tell you this, um, the number one DM that I get, number one voicemail, number one DM thing I get, I swear I get one like every single day from people, six a week easy, from people who are just telling me like, I'm an adult and I feel like I don't have any friends and I don't know how to fucking make friends as an adult. What do I do? How do I do it? And the fact that I'm getting this all the time, truly, constantly, every day, I feel like if that's not proof of the fact that we all feel this way, I don't know what is. Like, you are not doomed. You are not, like, fully alone. You are not, like, a you know, the only person in the world who is feeling this kind of loneliness as an adult. Like, we're all feeling that way. Everybody goes through a period of, like, I feel alone. I feel like I don't know how to make friends. I feel like, you know, I love my friends, but I feel lonely. That's... In fact, loneliness is one of the most normal emotions you can feel. But yeah, I truly get this DM all the time. And so I guess I'll fucking talk about it. Um, How do you make friends as an adult? How do you do that? And I'm going to tell you and you're not going to like the answer. You're not going to like it because I did not like it. And I spent a long fucking time being like, no, there has to be a better way. (laughs) But there's not. You actually just have to ask people to hang out. You just actually have to get aggressive with it. You just actually have to like really put yourself out there and try it does not feel intuitive it does not feel good I am first of all a very anxious person first and foremost my immediate assumption is that I'm being a bother or I'm being a burden by asking somebody to hang out with me or spend time with me I feel truly deep down in my soul that people are humoring me by inviting me out places and that's batshit like I know that that's crazy but that's just where my brain goes like last night for example um one of my friends it was like two three of my friends's birthday party right and I was invited to the pregame beforehand and then I was and in in my head I go oh my god I'm so loved and so special that I get to go to this pregame before this birthday party but then my friend sent me a text and was like yeah like if it's too much hassle for you to come here you can just meet us at the bar and my brain goes she does not want you to come You actually are uninvited and nobody likes you and they're just humoring you. They didn't even want to invite you. And it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So there's me, right? There's this predisposition I have to assuming that like, yeah, that like people don't want to be my friend when that is just 
objectively not the case. Everybody wants to have friends. Everybody wants to make friends. Clearly, as evidenced by the fact that I get this DM every week, every single person wants to make friends. And especially as an adult, everybody wants to. It might not be as obvious, but it's there. And what you have to do is identify that somebody like that you like someone that you vibe with someone that you want to like be friends with someone and just have the goddamn balls to be like, let's have a drink. Let's go somewhere after work and hang out. Let's do this on a Tuesday night. Let's hey, this is super random. But I have I wanted to go see this uh, play. Do you want to go with me? Or hey, I there's a art exhibit that I think think looks really cool. Do you want to go with me? I mean, just truly, you have to be aggressive. Be fucking aggressive. I, I mean, it's going to feel wrong, right? It's going to feel counterintuitive. It's going to make you feel like you're needy and you're desperate and you're crazy because that's how it made me feel. But I'm telling you, like, it's it's you got to fucking do it because it's the way that you end up making these really important friendships. And then I think the more open you are, this is like a kind of a a silly universe thing, but I also kind of believe it. Like, I think the more open you become to like trying to make friends and like really trying to like build relationships with people and keep up existing relationships and strengthen uh, maybe more acquaintanceships and do things like that, the more that people see that like open friendliness in you and like want to like hang out with you and want to be your friend and will ask you if you want to hang out. I mean, that's kind of how it happened for me is like, I finally felt like I was like, opened up and I was asking people to hang out and I was asking like, oh, like, do you want to do something on Friday night? Because I always assume I always assume that people have plans on the weekends and don't want to invite me like and I know that's crazy, but I always assume that. So I just started doing it. And then some of the most like wonderful friendships that I have in my life now are people that just either I reached out to and was like, let's be friends or who like reached out to me. And of course I said yes, because everybody wants to make friends and are now like so important in my life. I used to be really scared too of um, if, if I was like a friend of a friend, right? Like if I, for example, if I would go out with my friend Zach and Haley and Toria would be there. I'd be like, okay, but those are Zach's friends. You know, they like me, but they're only, you know, they're humoring me, right? They don't want to be like friends separately from like when I happen to see them out. But like, I I decided to fucking ignore that mean, nasty voice in my head who said that. And I made an effort to like really become friends with both of them on a separate level. And now they're like some of my like seriously some of the people I love so much. And I'm so glad that we are genuinely friends like completely separately from my friendship with Zach. And that's it's such a wonderful thing, you know. But it's because I got a little fucking aggressive with it. Like I was like, you know what? (laughs) We are gonna be friends. God damn it. And you have to do it. It doesn't feel good. But It's terrifying. Being rejected by a friend is terrifying. Being rejected by anybody is terrifying, but I think being rejected by friendships, I mean, it definitely brings you back to maybe like being a kid, you know, like, oh, we don't want to play with you. You can't sit with us, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's we're all a little sensitive. We all want to be included and accepted and loved. Um, And it sounds like you have great friends and that's wonderful. And that's good. It's a good starting place, right? You have these friends that you love. You don't get to see them very often. Oh, my air conditioner just went on. (laughs) Hope you can't hear that. Um, You have these great friends and that's wonderful. Um, 
it's it's nice to have this like kind of baseline of you know that there are people who love you. You are not doomed to be alone or die alone. But I'm sure you can think of people that you can branch out to and really fucking try. Also, people use Bumble BFF. It's <laughs> probably a little scary, but people definitely use it um, and, and have met wonderful people on there as well. I know people who've met their roommates on there. I know people who've met like their best friends on there. So it's it's worth a shot if that's something you're interested in as well. But I think the bottom line with making friends as an adult is just like, don't be fucking embarrassed. Don't feel like there's something wrong with you. Don't have this like shame around it as though you are like a friendless loser. You're not. You're cool and normal and fun and great. And like maybe you just haven't met the right people yet. I've lived in New York City for f- almost four years now. And I it's just now, just now that I'm meeting people that I have such like good friends that I'm like very happy to have, you know, and it's partly because I didn't try that hard and partly because of circumstances and like friendships, like finding the right people can be hard. So don't beat yourself up. Don't feel like there's something wrong with you or you're a loser or whatever. And know that everybody feels this way. Everybody feels this way. And people want to make friends. People want to be your friend. You are You are like going with the crowd. You're like going with inertia by asking people to hang out because it's, first of all, it's flattering. And also like people want to and people want to ask you to hang out. And maybe they're intimidated. Maybe they're nervous. Like, how do you make friends as an adult? You just have to put in the effort. It's not as easy as it was when you were kids. It's not. It's a whole new ballpark. We all come into it with this baggage, especially friend baggage. I mean, God, I have friend baggage like you would not believe. And I think it took me a long time to believe that people really wanted to hang out with me and really wanted to spend time with me and genuinely liked me, which I know sounds silly when you say it out loud, but it's something that I had to work through. And once I did, like, and once I like kind of just toughed it out and said to the voice in my head, you're wrong. People do want to be my friend. People do want to spend time with me. That's when it became easier. But yeah, if you're feeling lonely, just know loneliness. Loneliness is one of the most natural human emotions and it can be tough and it can make you feel all kinds of shame and and sadness. But really like there is no shame in needing to take a little bit of time to find your people. No shame at all. We all have to take that time. Making friends is tough for a lot of people. So don't ever feel bad about that. And you are in great company here because, again, it took me a very fucking long time to find, like, really um, people here that, like, are good friends. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be okay. I Seriously, I get this question all the time. So I hope that that was helpful in some way, shape, or form. But our mantra, I guess our mantra for for this week can just kind of be like, (laughs) I am great. People want to be my friends and I'm going to ask them to hang out. I am great. People want to be my friend and I'm going to ask people to hang out. I am great. People want to be my friend and I'm going to ask them to hang out. That's our mantra this week and that's what we're going to do. And let's move into our next voicemail. Okay, I think this is going to be our last voicemail because I have been recording for almost an hour. Um, I don't want to bore you with the sound of my voice. But yes, so this one is, it's a good one. It's about that post-grad summer, which a lot of you are experiencing right now and I've mentioned in passing, but like, let's get more into it. Um, And this is our voicemail. 
Hi, I my name is Olivia, and I was calling in about the post-grad summer, so after you graduate from high school or college, and it seems like everybody is starting their job, like, right away, either in May or June, and I kind of wanted the summer to enjoy, so I'm starting in August, but now I feel like I'm behind, I guess, because everyone else is making money and working, and I'm just, like, hanging out, living my life. Um, so if you have any advice regarding, like, how to deal with seeing other people start work early while I am not, um, that would be really helpful. Thank you. Love the pod. Bye. Hi, Olivia. Um, okay. I think I've said this before, but the postgrad summer is the fucking worst. No matter what you're doing, you feel like you're doing the wrong thing. I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody who is like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> I really, my, that summer post-grad, it was my favorite. I had so much fun. <laughs> like Every single person is like, this fucking sucks. I'm doing the wrong thing. Everybody else is doing something different from me and I'm wrong and they're right. And like everyone feels this way. There is no, like I, there is like the strangest little comparison moment where we all go, whatever I'm doing, it's not the right thing to be doing. I remember that post-grad summer, people were starting jobs, and I didn't even know what I wanted to do for a living. I was literally crying myself to sleep every night, watching my friends go to work at fucking Groupon downtown. And I'm like, should I just get a job in sales? I don't have a business degree. (laughs) I was freaking out. I was miserable, truly crying myself to sleep every night. Um, And now I look back on that time and I'm like, I wish I had, instead of like rushing into whatever first fucking job offered to me, I wish I had truly taken the time to pause and really enjoy that summer and really enjoy that moment before I started working because, hey, once you start, it's a roller coaster that you cannot get off. (laughs) Oh, gosh, we just talked about how adult life is lonely. I'm going to tell you one other thing about adult life. It's um, it never stops. I mean, there's always shit. The second you really become an adult, like a grown up, there are bills to pay. Oh, fuck me. I have not paid my rent this month. (gasps) Okay, I'm going to do that right now. Okay, there are bills to pay. (laughs) Bills to pay and, you know, tasks to complete. There are always goddamn dishes in the sink. Always. There are things to think about that you never thought you were going to have to think about. Do you know where your birth certificate is? I don't. I have no fucking idea. It's come up a couple times and I've been like, I don't fucking, I have no idea. There are so many things about adult life that just are shitty and suck and I hate. And yes, there are wonderful things. You get to do whatever you kind of want, you know, within reason. And you are in charge of your own life. You can decorate things the way you want to and buy the clothes you want and live in the city you want. Like, there's great things about being a grown-up. But, yeah, it also sucks. So, honestly, you right now prolonging that, good for you. Take that fucking summer and do not feel guilty and do not feel behind. Because I mentioned this a couple of, in probably one of the first episodes I ever did, was like, life is not a race, right? It's not a race where everybody's going to the same finish line, should be at the same pace, blah, 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 whatever. It's not like that at all. We're all in our own race. We're all working to our own goals and our own finish line and our own stuff. And you do not, you put blinders on, girl. Like, do not look at what other people are doing. Only think about what you're doing. Because what you're doing, if it feels right for you, then it's right for you. Other people are starting work. And you know what I'm going to tell you right now? They're probably going to regret starting work right away. Yes, having money is great. 
but damn, you have to be a full fucking grown up. You have to wear a suit or like business casual clothing, work nine to five. It's exhausting. It's so tiring. If I could go back in time, truly, if I could go back in time, um, as much as I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity that I had, um, as long as, you know, as much as I'm, you know, glad for the way my life turned out, I think I really would have probably taken a little bit longer to figure out my next steps uh, instead of kind of panicking and jumping into the first thing that I had that I found. So I think the smartest thing you can ever do for yourself is take a breath, but also understand that, yeah, post-grad summer is hard. It's just, it's a hard time in your life because it's also the first summer that probably your first summer that you're looking and going, I don't know exactly what comes tomorrow. I don't know exactly what the next year looks like. I don't know exactly who I'm going to see and what I'm going to do. Like your whole life when you go through school, it's like, okay, I'm 16. I'm a junior, which means next year I'll be 17. I'll be a senior. And these are the classes that I'm probably going to take. And these, this, I'll go to prom and I'll do this and I'll do that, you know, and like, you know, kind of exactly what to expect. You're going to be in the same building with the same people. And like, there is something really comforting about that. But that first summer where you're like, oh my God, I, um, (laughs) I have no fucking idea. It's terrifying. It's also a beautiful thing because the whole fucking world is your oyster and is open to you to do what you want to do. But it's scary. I remember feeling in my first year post-grad that like, God, I wish I had a rubric. (laughs) I wish I just had somebody handing me an adult life rubric that was like, here's the things that I'm going to need you to do in order to get an A. Because people don't do that. You don't get gold stars you don't get a's you don't have people telling you what to do you just have to figure it out yourself and do it and that's hard it's really fucking hard and it's scary so honestly take this summer enjoy this summer take like seriously enjoy this summer be a kid for as long as you can be and I know you're not a kid you're an adult you know but you're not I mean be a kid for as long as you can because oh when you are fully responsible for yourself Things get dark and they get dark real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever you're feeling right now, if, if you're going through that, like, just know it's so it's normal. I think the bottom line of this entire podcast episode is like whatever you're feeling, it's probably normal and it's probably what everybody else is feeling like. That post-grad summer, it's hard. It's hard. I was sobbing into a dog for weeks. <laughs> so and hey, look how well I turned out. no I did I got listen and things work out I think it's really hard to see from where you are right now like what your life is going to look like in five years because it truly it could look like anything you don't even know what you're going to look like in five years you know um but I'm telling you you know kind of on the other side of that like pretty far away now from my post-grad summer not super far but you know I'm turning 26 next week you what a disgusting statement but wow yes I am turning 26 next week it's like yeah it all works out you figure it out you find your right path and whatever you did this summer it probably isn't going to end up mattering super much so don't worry too much you're not behind you are not fucking behind one summer is not going to put you behind and actually I bet your friends who are starting work are jealous of you so just you know don't overthink it too much and enjoy yourself because it's a it's the youngest you'll ever be (laughs) okay on that dark note i think that's all we got for this week (laughs) 
Oy, I hope that was helpful and not just like depressing. Adult life is awesome. Look, being a grown up is awesome. Once you kind of figure out your footing, once you kind of like are on that path and you're like, okay, I sort of see where things are going. I kind of have a handle on how to take care of myself. I kind of handle have a handle on what's going on. Then it starts being really fucking fun. But this this moment of like unsureness, it's very normal. And also like, yeah, you'll figure it out. I promise. Almost everybody does. Like, what, 99.9% of people figure it out. So, yeah, you got this. If anyone has it, you have it. And yes, besties, I think, yeah, we're at about an hour, so I think that's going to be our episode today. Okay, what is our song of the week? Oh, I have this um, song I found. I can't find it on the Instagram music thing. I was going to make it my candle song last night, but it'll be our song of the week and I'll put it in the playlist, which I'm going to update, I promise. (laughs) Um, And it's called, oh no, parentheses, I think I'm in love by the band Blossoms. And it's just really fun. It's like a fun little summer bop. It makes me feel like a hot, hot 80s girl. It's not an 80s song. It's like a now song. But it makes me feel like a hot 80s teen, which is always the vibe that I'm looking for personally. And I think it fits with the rest of our playlist. And yeah, I I really hope that you have a great week this week. It's like basically, my God, it's really summer and it's about to be my birthday. So hope you guys know what you're getting me. <laughs> Kidding. Um, actually, next episode comes out on my birthday. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, I love you guys so very, very much. You have no idea how much you mean to me. I love hearing your voices on the voicemail. It is such an exciting thing for me to like put voices and and names to like the 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 people you know like it just I love it I love it very much and I love you guys very much and if you want to call in and leave a voicemail for me possibly me and Claudia possibly me and a guest um this is a voicemail number it's 847-282-0462 that is 847-282-0462 I feel like I should try to find a word that that is but I am not that smart so I might not um but yeah if you like me you can follow me on social media my twitter is holy underscore schnitt my instagram is ellie underscore schnitt and tiktok is L- at ellie schnitt instagram is great because it's going to have the links to everything playlist voicemail discord uh everything should is going to be on instagram and also I ask questions sometimes that get answered on the podcast and that's a great place to send me dms as well if you like taylor swift you can listen to my taylor swift podcast it's called taylor talk just search it on spotify and we are also live every monday at 7 p.m eastern time it's a great time we are starting speak now this week so that'll be fun and yeah i think that's it right that's everything um all right i love you guys i love you so 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 much i appreciate your support you mean the world to me i hope you have the best fucking week i really hope you do and as always Have a good day. Have a good night. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a good one. I hope it's a great one. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.